サードコーストベースラジオラディオスサヘルサリソベース第三海岸第一收音機トリーチラジオバズレバシシルバスラジオカティオ Yo, what the fuck is up, everybody? It's Metaphysic and Kid Luna. What's up, guys? Yo, this is Third Coast Base Radio, Season 1, Episode 2, and today we're gonna fucking feature Nick P and Evolve. You already know it's gonna get fucking wild. Mental. Fucking mental.
I got your girl up all night Eating your, your data on your new iPhone I roam alone Man, I'm looking for paradise But I'm always east of Eden I'm preaching, try to save these demons And these angels, save these ancient teachings Man, beware of what you preaching Cause I got the juice and the reaching well, what you teaching? Cause we got the juice in the reaching And I move like an ancient Man, I ain't speaking Spanglish Man, leave them lost in translation United, one nation
make her jealous and hit her favorite Riff like I'm Jimmy Page, get on my page Wanna engage with a 12 gauge You daydreaming, I stay streaming Goddamn, you feel my demons, you feel my angels All is sacred, the goddamn, fuck them both naked yeah. Balls to the walls, walking around like I'm commando You worried about your fucking brando I got all the bandos Drip that green in the white Be breath off overnight My field is Lambo You niggas drive way too slow Supernatural on a Dialect of the flow of the Vedic tradition Goddamn, she riding it like it was a mission Missionary, missionary Give it to her Oh, it's so scary Can you feel the lines while I take this line? Yo, I'm better in sign They violate your being for probable cause Take away your college for probable cause And kill your baby brother for probable cause See, the overfed pig is the probable cause Would you? Drift with me, just drift with me, just drift with me, just drift with me. Could you just drift with me? Could you just drift with me? Would you drift with me? So we're here with fucking Nick P. This guy just absolutely fucking murdered it with his mix, man. So let's just get right into it. So who the hell is Nick P? Let's tell the crowd, like, your background, how you came to be, your life story, things like that. They want to get to know the human you, not the man behind the machine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, first of all, I just want to give a quick shout to my brother, uh, Rashad, for giving me the opportunity to, you know, Play my first all original mix. I uh, just played a lot of my tunes that I've been working on lately. Um, and my life story, I guess let's get into it. Um, I lived in a lot of places growing up. Uh, I was born in Denver, Colorado. I lived there for five years. Um, and then my family moved to Washington State, uh, to the city called Spokane. And I'd, uh, I, I lived there for about 10 years. I uh, did my elementary school, kindergarten, and whatnot, and, so, and like started middle school. And then during that time, uh, my dad was working in Australia a lot. So we weren't, able, we weren't able to see him a lot. So my parents decided, let's just move to Australia for a year and like kind of get immersed there and just uh, you know go to school there, just kind of get a cool life experience. And so I lived there for a year. It tried to be a little longer than a year. And it was definitely one of the best experiences of my life. Got to see just the cultures from a different perspective and everything. Um, and after that, uh, moved back to uh, Washington State. And that was also the point where my parents were deciding to move to a different state, uh, mainly because they wanted to move to some uh, some of where most of their friends were. And Washington was kind of just kind of getting like bleak and lonely out there. So, as a family, we moved to uh, Texas, um, where I finished high school essentially. Um, and you know, 
really where I kind of got my roots in, met a lot of people in my life that I am proud to call my friend and whatnot. And basically, really long story short, went to high school, uh, graduated in 2014. I went to Purdue University in Indiana for two years, and then I transferred back to Dallas because I really wanted to be back in like a bigger city with a lot more going on, especially music-wise, because when I was out there in Indiana, um, where I was also learning how to produce and DJ, um, it was just, there was nothing happening out there. It was just getting really boring. Yeah. School was really hard, too, and I just wanted to be like at a better place. Um, so I came back here. Um, and that's from, I think, at least in the past two, three years, I've met most of my friends who like regularly inspire me to you know, keep going. And it's just it's been a good time ever since. And I don't know, here we are now making moves. So would you say like living here in Dallas is like, you know, it's it's kind of the mecca of, all right, this is this is where you decided, hey, this is I want to make fucking music here. Right. Like you say that you were kind of like DJing and producing back then, but. Was it was it the Dallas yeah. scene itself that kind of was just like the inspiration or? Right. So basically, I mean, I started like producing and um, on my own accord, really, because like I was so into music. Like in, near my ending years of high school and in college, like I was really into music. I was really into just like like by the time like I had to DJ, I was essentially fully prepared because I had all my music already downloaded because yeah. like I like to download my music and listen to it you know and um like like logically for producing like I just wanted to make these cool sounds that like I regularly hear and just make stuff that I enjoy and I would say with Dallas coming into the picture I think it, I mean, it helped in two ways one that like I was able to surround myself with friends who were, would help inspire me and you know who are all in the same interests um, I would say, like when I was in Indiana, I wasn't—I was a little bit less um, inspired. But at the same time, I mean, I could say I was also inspired because, like, there was nothing really going on, and it's like, really up to me to yeah. make the most difference in my life. But um, Dallas was—I don't know—like it, it was. There's just a lot happening in Dallas. There's always something going on, and I feel like that did help me at least kind of establish myself better. I also like learned a lot from a lot of people, a lot of professionals in the industry, on how to essentially just shape myself to be in order to like, you know, make this a reality or just whatever I wanted to do. Like I'll be even music. Like I can, it's just how hard I work, how much dedication you put into your craft, whether it's not even music, you know, or if it is just music, like it's, it's, I think it's just about the people I met. And like, I met people who shaped me the way I am now in college. And then I met people who shaped me, you know, as a person, you know, in the music industry or just in general like life lessons i would say and so it kind of all culminated to me in, in dallas and that I, mean, I guess it the peak of all of that um happened dallas where like i feel like i've matured a lot and i have a lot of knowledge on what i should do i have a plan at least i think nice. um to ha- of how i want to of how i want to do things essentially so yeah I'll say that, that like i really like dallas and i would say it is kind of my mecca my mecca like i don't want to go anywhere else like, it's just really, like, it's all I need. I don't need too much going on, but just enough to keep me inspired. Fuck yeah. That's great to hear, man. Yeah, Dallas is, it's a goddamn, it's a smorgasbord of talent, and I'm just glad that we were able to actually, you know, link up and be on the same trajectory path, you know, because your shit's right. fucking crazy, man. So these these tracks of yours, this mix, absolutely 
fucking bonkers. Let's let's get into the tracks that you produced. Um, I think there you had a couple of unreleased, some collabs in there. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so uh, basically, uh, this is probably one of my first all original mixes I've ever attempted to do. And at first, I was kind of like, hmm, let's just see uh, if I can get this all together. And uh, it turned out really well. Like, I'm actually pretty proud to just see it together. Um, my mix is mostly composed of, I think, only one release song in there, which is the first song I played. Um, I jacked my flow remix that it released on Prime uh, not too long ago in, in, in August. And then the rest of the songs are a lot of uh, collabs that I have with a bunch of people that are currently being finished up at this point. Most of them are pretty much done. Um, and then I have a few uh, originals in there that will probably be coming out real soon, I think. Like, I think some this month and next month, and then mm-hmm. just a bunch that are pretty much uns- uh, um, you know, to be announced at this point. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of a lot, like a lot of collabs in there, like uh, probably like like one with my boy Immaculate, which I released a song with. Um, I don't know, it's been a little while, like three to four months ago. I have a song with my boy named Trasher. I have a song with um with a ton of people. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> I, yeah, that I, I keep forgetting, but it's tracks with the homies and. I'm super stoked with how um, they turned out, and I have, I got so much more coming through. You just gotta finish, which is the main struggle is being a producer. Is you you gotta just be prolific and you gotta keep grinding. You know, you gotta keep you gotta keep creating, but then you also gotta keep finishing at the same time. And it's that balance between the two which really helps you grow. You know, in the sense of you know, producing. Most definitely. So let's talk about your uh, your production process. You know, like whenever you open up uh, whatever doll you're using, if you got a clean slate, how how do you turn a clean slate into Jack My Flow? Because that shit was crazy. Or that any of these other tracks that you're playing, how do you how do you go about making that you know that nothing into fucking gold, as to say? Right. So. I mean, basically, I mean, whenever I start with an idea, so like I, I use Ableton um, Live, and I really just, at least nowadays, I think my workflow has changed significantly just over the years. Um, like nowadays, like I just kind of start with kick with, with drums, like a kick and snare, um, and then you know try to get something interesting going on, like add some percussion, add some add some fills, whatnot, and then um, then I usually try to get some sort of baseline down. Um, and this, this workflow also depends on like, like one of two decisions is like, sometimes I start with a random ass crazy sample or like two, if I just want to just get a beat down, then I go from there and then, you know, write a baseline and then fit something into it. That's kind of how uh, Jack, my flow came to be. Um, I, I, I was going to remix that track and then I, I had all the stems and whatnot. Right. And then I, so I initially, I just, I just wrote all these drums and then I wrote the bass line, and then I like put in all the stuff that I liked from the song, um, and kind of put it in like kind of, like my take of the song itself. And the song itself was amazing to remix because it was so diverse in itself. So like that, I think that just came together really nicely. And then I would say like from what the first drop is to like the second drop, which is probably my favorite, is just like it's insane just to see how much I, I think I learned a lot during writing that song itself. Um, and like, that's how a lot of songs are. Like I, it's like I either have like a really good idea, but then finishing it is a completely different story. It's just because the one thing is you have to be able to get over listeners' fatigue. Like listening to your song over a million times, and if a song is still really special, then like like to you and it still means something, then like that, that song is worth like like releasing and doing something about. 
Um, obviously, um, there's a lot of times where I, I have released material which I just no longer care about. I mean, like I like it enough to, to release it, right? And people, my friends, essentially my ears are telling me that it's good because I'm just like I'm just fatigued on it. Like doesn't mean it's bad, but right. it's a really interesting balance that you have to walk across and. And I know eventually, like, one day, like, a lot of the artists who inspire me, like, G. Jones, like, E-Prom, like, they've been, like, grinding for years, and, like, there's a point where you just are able to, like, it's a full expression of yourself in a song, and it means so much more to you, and, like, you basically also know your limits and whatnot, so I think getting to that point, I'll be more satisfied with everything that I make, because, like, I'll also be putting so much more, like, time and effort into it, like, versus me right now, I'm kind of, like, scattering my... My energy everywhere. Like I like I get either a sit down to write music just to write an idea down. So I just like you know it could be a sixteen bar loop of some drop or some idea or something like a beat or something chill, versus like me sitting down actually having to finish something because I have to because like I was contracted to do a remix or right. I have to release a song on a label or I have to release a song for a compilation. It's just like it's like different, but you know at the same time, help me. What helps me finish a song is like a deadline. So. <laughs> Definitely. It just depends. So yeah, um, you, you kind of talked about your influences there for a second. So I wanted to segue into that. Like, what artists inspire you? I mean, I, I see that you're, you know, definitely bass heavy, which that's what we're looking for. And you got a lot of halftime beats going. But uh, who inspired you? You know, what artists make you? What, you know, who do you look up to in the industry? So uh, I would say like. Like, Mr. Carmack and, like, Saruta, like, really inspired me to just start producing, like, to begin with, essentially. And, like, like Flying Lotus and, like, New Job is and, like, nice. a lot of, like, a lot of those artists and in general um, really, like, really helped inspire, helped me get my foot in and, like, just say fuck it and just do it. Um, and then, like, nowadays, like, really, like, my favorite producers um, are probably, like, you know, still Saruta as my top because, like... And Saruta, compared to a lot of producers for me, like, I think the way he, like, expresses an idea in his, like, own unique little way in his own sampling style is just, like, so out of the box. And that really helps, like, inspire me to just try something different and, like, put contrast and put, like, real feels into a song or, like, even a banger of a track, but, like, it's still, like has meaning you know like right like i don't like i don't like making cookie cutter bangers that just mean nothing like i like to put like it's just not if it like if the song isn't like fun to write and like has a meaning to me then it doesn't mean anything at all um and then like aside from saruta i would probably say like eprom and alex perez i'm gonna group them as shades just because like them together is just amazing but independently I, I love both of them so much like alex perez is just a god in my eyes and so is E-Prom. And then um, she is also, over the past year and a half, has become like one of my top favorites. Um, he's like, just makes the most craziest, like bass heavy productions. But it like, there's like an incredible amount of syncopation where it's just not just like, just straight meat in your face. It's just like, it's just, it's just like this big, really cool melodies. I like to say like, he's like the Mr. Carmack for halftime. Right. And like I just love that so much. It's inspired me a lot too because like I love Mr. Carmack and that was what helped me inspire to begin with. Uh, helped me help inspire me to produce to begin with. So Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say those are my favorites right now, along with a lot of my friends honestly who just regularly inspire me every day. Nice. Yeah, we're gonna have to link up with your friends. 
All right, so Nick P, that's your moniker, but it seems that that's just a shortened rendition of your name. So what's up with that? You want to talk about that? Yeah, so um, so like for those of people who don't know, I mean, it, Nick P, it's, that's, my, that's my moniker. And like Nick is my nickname. Um, my full name is, is Nikhil Parohit, which is which is Indian, and um, basically, like, I've never really had a name that, like, I've liked personally, like, I never, whenever I had to think about a name to call myself, I could never come up with something, so I was just like, well, fuck it, I'll just go by my name, because, like, I don't know, like, like my na- my nickname itself stuck kind of as my real name, like, even my parents call me my nickname, even though, like, my parents and, like, close family friends, the people who call me by my full name, um, it's just, like, you know, it, it makes sense. It's short. And it's, I think it's easy to remember. And I think that's important when it comes to like, you know, branding of a project of, or the some sort. So, um, I've had like a few like aliases in the past. Not, not that I made, I had like friends call me certain things and you know, it just stuck. Cause like, I don't know, I wasn't able to do anything about it. It was just like the crowd, the fan vote, you know? Um, yeah. but I think like Nick P like, I, I mean, I really, I really like it because it's just simple. It's just my name. It's me. You know, it's it's me and my raw element. And then like everything that I put out is just like expressions of my ideas. So I think that like that that works for me. And I really like that's why I like when I like when people come up to me asking about my name. I just tell them, you know, just you don't have to put a lot of thought into it. It's just 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 be yourself. Fuck that's yeah. like the truest form of artistic expression, in my opinion. No, definitely, I totally agree with that. So is um music is that like your only passion? What else what else drives your fire? You know, what made you want to produce? Do you want to do anything other than produce? Right. So I mean, yeah, I love I love music and I love being a part of the, the music realm of things and at the same time I also am like really heavily inspired uh by art and um like just anything really creative, anything that looks cool, like design, like fashion, et cetera. Um, like I, I really take pride in being able to like, just making the artistic side of my project, you know, the way it is, because I think that like, especially in the realm of music, um, and the music industry and like, like shows and live shows, I feel like visuals are extremely, extremely important. Um, like, I think that's really going to be the next level in the future where is having shows and performances very heavily integrated with the visual, um, you know, like the visuals that are like being displayed at that given moment. And right. like, I, I know, I, and like right now I'm just like, you know, still, I feel like I'm, I'm still learning a lot. Like I learn every time I like sit down to make some kind of visual or something, just something artistic. I learn something every day and I want to eventually get to the point where I can like have like all these ideas that are in my head that I like wake up to or like whenever I listen to a song that I like see in my head that I would like to like interpret into, you know, a visual idea, you know, come to fruition. And like people like G Jones are like really, really pushing that, that, that envelope and really elevating music up to the level of art with these like AV, like, like, you know, shows and live shows. And I think that's, that's the next level. I think more people need to do that. It, 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 in my opinion, I think it makes like your performance to stand out more because there's yeah. there's more going on. It's not like you're just people looking up and they're just seeing you just like you know being a fool DJing up there or whatever, having fun. Like it's like they can also see 
like your you know visual ideas being shown and especially in a cool a cool setting like for example project base was like was an insane opportunity because like they have i think by far the coolest projection setup ever like they have this really dope projection mapping yeah which even changed um from the last time i saw it um and it's just really really cool to be able to utilize that space to express like my ideas in a setting of me playing music especially um so like you know in regards to just music like i mean i like to do music you know and just you know make what i like to make and you know whatever happens with it will happen um i would still love to just do like visual stuff in the realm of music industry or um like i also study software engineering uh so i would like to to you know maybe create um applications or software that like that like that have all these ideas that i'm going for that i would like to make you know more of a reality like i want to eventually try and make like synced av productions a little bit easier to do maybe um you know maybe my own way like it's a complicated subject i feel like but you know stuff like that you know just just creating really is my is my goal definitely i feel like that's that's truly one of the next steps making a, a fully immersive experience audio visually hell even tactilely at some point and i you're definitely headed your way towards that so we're going to uh segue and kind of like pander to all the producers out there cuz i know this is a question that they're dying to hear um so you said that you you know you produce on Ableton and that's your DAW of choice, but does the DAW necessarily make the beat, or does the beat make the DAW? What do you what do you think? Well, I think, I mean, it, it, it's an interesting question because like I feel like people can uh, produce in like different DAWs. Like it, I, I really think it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. It's just what you're used to and how you use your tools. I will say that certain DAWs kind of do inspire certain trains of thought, like a little bit better just based on the workflow. Like I, I feel like FL really, I don't know, really is really more inspiring for like a, a cool hip hop flow of production or like, you know, like I know a lot of producers in FL just make like these banging trap beats, which like, which makes sense. I like, and for me, like I think it's more of a cluttered, you know, environment to use, like, I don't know, I'm just, like, really OCD, but my productions, like, my project files themselves are, like, super organized, and, like, I've even met, like, producers this year that, like, have way more organized uh, projects than me, which makes me even think, like, rethink what I'm doing at the same time. Right. Um, but I, I, I don't think that the DAW, you know, makes the producer, I think it's the producer, uh, you know, what the producer makes out of the DAW, um, really, it's just, how you use it and like what tools in the DAWs themselves like you know you like you don't need all these plugins and whatnot like really it's just like the stock plugins and most DAWs are like phenomenal like I, at least I can speak for Ableton side like I mostly just use stock plugins in Ableton like with with like few exceptions of like some like some synths like FM8 or Massive or Serum or like you know some EQ plugins but like nothing like extremely complicated unless like I'm going for something crazy but you know, I would just say, like, even experiment with other DAWs, like, which is what I'm, I think, getting close to doing again. Like, I used to mess around with, with Bitwig, which is what um, X Ableton developers created on their own, which is a very interesting DAW. I would recommend anyone to check it out. Um, it's It's got a cool workflow, very similar to Ableton. Um, I, I, I wasn't really too knowledgeable when I was using it uh, compared to now, but um, something to check out. 
also I've heard of Reaper, which is super cool. One thing, the main thing that that makes me excited to use Reaper is the fact that you can have multiple projects open like at the same time and just okay. go back and forth between them, which is something like I do all the time because like I just sometimes I just like have to kind of get all my ideas down and then like go on finishing or doing something entirely. Nice. So, um, what what piece of advice would you offer to any of the uh, aspiring producers out there, or even if you had a piece of advice that you could give yourself, you know, five, ten years ago, what what would you let them know? Well, basically, I mean, this sounds this is gonna sound like hella, you know, so I feel like everybody says this, but it's like really just never give up and just keep going. Like, even when you feel like you're gonna get nowhere, like. It's just about, like, you know, all the little baby steps you take to get to your goal. Like, like you know, it's, it doesn't matter, you know, like, you, you just, it's almost impossible for you to predict the future, what's going to happen. Like, opportunities are just going to fall into your lap. And, like, opportunities, like, for example, opportunities have fallen into my lap. And sometimes, like, I wish that I had been working a little bit more harder, you know, the past two months that, like, you know, I could have instead of just, like, you know, taking a break, like, like, often, or, like, watching Netflix, or just, like, not doing anything, or, like, going out, like, <laughs> yeah. I wish I could, like, I could have worked harder, um, and I guess, I don't know, I feel like I'm always like that, but, like, if I, like, if I could tell myself a piece of advice, like, two, three years ago, it'd be just, like, keep working at it, like, and, you know, like, start all these, like, enforce good habits, because I feel like, like, a good 80 to 70% of just producing and becoming good is just showing up, like, just showing up, sitting down, and just doing something, you know? Like, finishing a song, at least for me, is an entirely different story, and I feel like most producers can relate to that, but really, it's just, like, once you, like, like the stronger the idea and the simple, simpler the idea that you made, I think it also helps them to play a part into your ability to finish the track, because, you know, if it's a really good idea, like, as long as you know how to execute on all other parts, like, it, it'll happen, and watching, like, watching songs just come together like that beautifully, I think, is, like, the most fulfilling thing ever in like writing music and I feel like it's happened to me only a few times um like ever but I know like eventually like down the road like when I get to like you know four or five six years into producing I know like I'll know my limits I'll have like I'll feel I'll be much more well-rounded in a lot of you know aspects of producing and you know it all just comes down to like how like how many steps you took every single day or maybe not every day every week to get to your goal I think that's like the most important thing. Yeah. Um, and most people don't re- don't realize that, you know, in looking in the long term of things, it's just about how much little bit of work you pile up every day, even when nothing's happening. And you know, staying inspired is super important. So like, I don't know, my the main way I stay inspired is just through listening to music on SoundCloud and like going to a few shows occasionally and just getting really inspired by the live performance side of things and like you know talking to people and like getting excited, like getting that adrenaline, like that like all helps you know mold the way like i am in my the way i you know face music just on a regular basis fuck yeah you hear that producers go out there and just do some work man no excuses make it happen so what does nick p have coming up in the future you said you got a lot of collabs that's gonna drop um who are you working with you know um what what do you have planned for the future what's going on in 2019 i know that's fucking ages from now but you know what do you what do you want to do well yes uh, i i got a got a bunch of stuff coming up soon um 
like uh, I'll say like at least in the next month or two, I believe I have um, a couple of songs dropping on a couple of my friends' uh, labels uh, for their compilations. Um, definitely going to have a, a track coming out for my Collective Blacks compilation that will be coming out on Halloween that we're, I'm still uh, working on getting finished up. Um, got um, in, in November, like November 1st or 2nd, or, uh, yeah, I'm playing November 2nd, uh, playing Nightfall, which is going to be really fun. Nice. Uh, Halloween-themed festival out in Denton, uh, drawn by Obleep, um, which is going to be super sick. Um, I'm really looking forward to it because uh, me and all the homies are on the bill, so it's going to be a good time. Um, then in December, uh, playing Lights All Night, which is going to be super sick. I still like am in shock that I'm playing that festival because it's like one of the few festivals I ever knew in Dallas to begin with, like, many years ago, and, like, just me playing it yeah, like, in 2018 huge. is, like, surreal. And playing it with one of my best friends, uh, Typo. So, you know, we've got to, you know, there's going to be a lot of treats to, that we're going to rinse out. It's going to be it's gonna be a good time. But, yeah, um, I can't really be too sure on, on what the tracks I have coming out. I just have a bunch of unreleased at the moment that I'm, you know, trying to get to the point of perfection and, you know, at least at least being done rather instead of saying perfection. Um, well, I will say that I probably have at least about a you know good four to six tracks hopefully out by the end of the year. Twenty nineteen probably be um, will be will be a really interesting year. I feel like I think a lot of doors have been open for me. I think probably twenty nineteen be the first year I actually personally embark on like I, like for real embark on making an EP. Like I have made a couple of EPs in the past, never never released them because never really I don't know never really fulfilled my entire vision to begin with but I think that's going to be something I can achieve in 2019 um, at this point in time so you know as that as that meme goes you know big things coming soon <laughs> big things fuck yeah <laughs> fuck yeah man I'm super glad you were able to bless us with some of your unreleased so if anybody wants to find you on fucking Instagram, SoundCloud, Vampire Freaks, whatever, where can they find you? What's what's your socials? What's your ats? I believe on all my socials it should be at Nick Perohit. Just my 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 name. Um, yeah, you should be able to find me there. Um, if not, look harder. <laughs> um, or or just or just message me and I'll send you my socials. But but yeah, it's it should just be under my name. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. So thanks, man. I just want to say you are a goddamn mad genius in the lab, and it was such a blessing thanks, to have you on our show. Um, maybe just one more question. If you could possibly recommend anybody else for Third Coast Base Radio, who would you recommend? I know you got a lot, a lot of talented friends oh, yeah, out there. All right. all right, let me unload here real quick. <laughs> there we go. First of all, uh, first of all, my, my boy Cam Typo got a lot of heat. He just put out a tune the other day that was super fire. Um, my boy, um, Designer Toys, uh, Christoph, also been cooking up a lot. Like, those two have been grinding hella hard. Not to say any of my uh, Lysergic boys, like uh, Austin or Jordan or Jason or Reese, like any of those guys, like, they've been they, they, they've been grinding hella hard. Been, been been keeping hella quiet until, like, I linked up with Austin about over the summer. But, like, all those guys got heat. For those hella producers that I've been missing out on. Um, I mean, a lot of my friends do make right a lot of uh, house and baseline. I've been killing it too, like Greed, Brady, 
so many people. Um, Fuck yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's truly too many people out there that are making moves in the bass music scene. And it's really, you know, it just goes back to what I was saying, you know, like, I guess the people I surround myself with, all my friends, like, everyone's kind of pushing themselves forward really hard. And that's really inspiring to me, you know. It's also trying to tell me that I need to work harder all the time. And yeah. It all, it, all, it all comes down at the end of the day, you know. It all plays out. Fuck yeah. Well, we're going to try and get all those guys on the show. Well, I'm not going to take up any more of your time, man, because you've already blessed us with so much, bro. I just want to thank you once again for being on the show. Yo, Third yeah, Coast Bass Radio. Remember that you guys heard that shit here first. This is Nick P in the mix. Yo, peace and love. Hey, peace, guys. We're going to go ahead and hand the reins over to my boy Kid Luna and Evolve Music up next. Third Coast Bass Radio. You heard that shit here first. Blip!
that mix was crazy, man. Had a bunch of house tracks, man. Some trap or hip hop tracks in there, man. Um, I got David, known known as Evolved, man. How, how do you want to be called, man? Do you want to be David Evolved? Uh, just uh, I don't know, man. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm just used to people calling me David. Yeah. Oh, cool. We're gonna call you Evolve. <laughs> <laughs> right, but um, yo, so man, I, I really do like that name Evolve, especially when you're like in like an electronica music, cause like it gives you room to like experiment with like other things without really having to change your alias or anything, right. cause it can just be like, oh, it falls into the name, you know. Um, especially being a creator, like most creators, like during time, like they evolve you know, musically exactly. and, you know, because <laughs> I mean, I, I went from making certain type of genre to another one, you know, but your name definitely fits that bill, man. But um, let, let's go ahead and get into it, man. How'd, how'd that name come about? Um, it's funny because you were mentioning how people change, like, I've had hella stage names, monikers, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Like I was uh, Drift and then I was Kamikaze. And then okay. <laughs> Uh, Lil D and like all kinds of <laughs> stupid shit, you know what I'm saying? Because like, I started, I wanted to be a rapper first, right? Word. And, and then, you know, getting free beats and stuff, like, that's cool. And then you start wanting, like, original beats that you know no one else has. And when you don't have the budget for it, you start making, you start making them. So, like, yeah. we got some uh, Fruity Loops and somebody had a computer. Like, me and a couple friends just started, you know, making beats from there. We're like... This was when we were like 13, 14, just fucking around on a fucking like so, Windows 98 <laughs> computer yeah. using sound recorder, like just to experiment, you know. So by chance, like uh, someone can look you up to find uh, your rap, rap career? <laughs> uh, my, I mean, my MySpace might be still up. <laughs> like real shit, because like, I guess one of my ex-girlfriends like vindictively changed my password or something. Oh. And I just could never get back into it. So that's when I was like, fuck it. I'll just do Facebook from now on. She became you. She became that rapper. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah. I like, and, but yeah, I mean, there's, there could be some rap songs on there. You could catch a hot old school evolved verse. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hot 16 real fast. Nice, nice, nice. Man, so, um, and I know tonight, man, you, you brought us like some house and in, in, uh, like some hip hop tracks, but you also mm -hmm. produce a uh, dub, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, like we were talking earlier and I just like making what's what's feeling right at the moment. Yeah. Right. I'll take a, a, a J to the face and then just let my ideas flow. And, you know, I've been listening to dubstep. Oh, I'm going to sound like a hipster now, but I've been listening <laughs> to dubstep since 2010. Yeah. You know, I had my first experience with drugs at a rave and it was on and popping from there. <laughs> I remember seeing Rusko no when there was intended. like like 50 people at their at, at EDC 2011. I no one knew who Rusko was, what dubstep was and then but to see it grow into what it is now is crazy. But I found like with Evolve that you know the house music sticks more with that name. And I and I think it's going back to what you were saying like people immediately equate like electronic music to like house and then like this different subgenres of house mm -hmm. as far as like the first immediate thought so i think 
experimenting with different sounds in house music kind of does go with evolve like you were saying yeah yeah um uh with that man so uh you know when you're staring at your your doll whatever you want to use to create what you do create man like how do you go about that how do you look at that empty canvas and you know kind of want to like what, what what do you start with you start with the drums or do you start with the lead chords or um know? honest uh lately i've been kind of like when i watch something or i listen to something like i'll just get inspired by a certain sound and i will like and i don't necessarily want to recreate the sound mm-hmm. or use that specific sound but i'll take that inspiration and i'll take it to ableton and um I don't know. You and the, usually, I like to start with uh, a synth. Yeah. Just a <clears throat> basic default patch and like serum or uh, something like that. Just experiment from there. But I'm not afraid to just throw that idea away and then just like, okay, well maybe if I start with the drums, maybe I'll get something going. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes you kind of need to shake it up. Because if you go about it like, I need. Kick first, snare, then snare, and then this, and then this, and then yeah. putting something out. Like, for, that works for some people, but for me, if I do that, like, it's all my music tends to sound the same. And all my music tends to, like, just be different versions of the same thing. So I like to, like, okay, well, I started on with a synth on the last song. Okay, I'm going to start with a, maybe a cool movie sample or a cool just sound that I've found in a random sound pack that I was that I was looking in you know um, but I think there's really no wrong way to do it I don't think as long as it sounds good and you get a creative flow going no matter what that's what I think you know? yeah for sure for sure um, so how long have you been producing for uh, that's a uh, there's like four or five different answers to that uh, <laughs> let's take uh, Number one. Okay, so like I was talking about, like we were experimenting on Fruit Loops when we were super young, you know, still in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was stuff, you know, we did on weekends whenever we'd get together, you know, me and my friends, like, and we did for fun. Like we didn't think that, you know, this could take us anywhere because like, oh, well, yeah, we're doing it for fun. And, you know, putting stuff on SoundClick, I don't know if Mm -hmm. y'all know what that is, but... um. It's like an old website where you can get instrumentals and you could upload music and they had their own charts and stuff like that, right? It's like a pseudo SoundCloud before SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just upload stuff on that and then we stopped, you know, just got into different things. Like I got into the band when I was in high school and I got really into it. So we didn't have really much time to, you know, make beats or do whatever. But then I was like, 18 when I got a like a badass laptop and I was like okay cool now I can really maybe do this and then got out of high school still bullshitting still bullshitting and about three years ago I was like all right that's when you yeah it's it's time to stop bullshitting I need to up my game and just concentrate on the craft you know and and you know drugs is a powerful thing (laughs) Like, you know, an addiction will take well, you and sponsor, sponsor, sponsor. <laughs> and like, um, I don't know. It's just sometimes you get distracted. But yeah. I'm on the right track now. You know, we we're thriving out here. Trying to anyway. 
yeah, same here, man. We all are. <laughs> but yeah, it's about three, four years ago. I was like, okay, time to buckle down and like actually navigate this thing, this industry that's take it seriously. Yeah, that's a monster, you know. And um, yeah, it, but I'm always like, it's about the content. So, you know, it might be a daunting task to break in and like get some notoriety and get some recognition but as long i firmly believe as long as the content is there yeah everything will will be okay you know you gotta have time to dedicate because yeah, like true yeah if you have the money like go get a ghost producer go do whatever you want to do if you have the money more power to you but uh, i guarantee you that won't feel as good as like when you your art is being listened to your art is being grooved to, dance to, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's yours. You didn't buy it to to release, uh, you know? I don't know. No, and I'm just rambling, but. <laughs> um, for, like, for you, what's 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 the worst part in production? The, the beginning or the end of it when you're going to the mix down? The and mix master. and master. <laughs> yeah. Easy, easy. Cause you know, you could get a song fleshed out in a day but then it's gonna take you hours upon hours to tweak and adjust everything that you need. Well, because the more you do it, the more you train your ear. And the more you train your ear, the more stuff you pick up. And it's just like a never ending cycle. You know, at some point, like, and I think this is a skill, you have to learn how to call a song finished. Yeah. You You need to learn like, okay, there's only so much tweaking I can do before this song becomes something completely different than I originally envisioned. You know, I think that, and that's a problem that a lot of producers have, like they'll sit on something or they'll tweak it and tweak it and tweak it. And then it's like completely different from a song you had a couple versions ago that you really liked, but just wanted to change one thing and then you change another. I've, I've had a whole songs just get scrapped like that. Like, dang, I like that song, but I just fucked with it too much. So yeah, I had to scrap yeah, it, you know? Um, man, so, do you have any like influences in the music industry? Anybody you look up to that oh, are man. that are you know keeping you motivated? As of right now, um, in terms of just straight up sound design, uh, Infinite, Al Ross in terms of like sub basses and stuff. Okay. Um, you know the cliche Dirty Bird stuff is always really good, and there's like people who are doing some really sick stuff with dirty uh on the dirty bird label yeah um but i listen to more hip-hop and anything than anything when i'm not making music so uh little baby i'm banging right now <laughs> um and all the like uh like as far as producers on the hip-hop side like the first producer i ever started making well i ever started paying attention to is timbaland yeah and the, and now and, yeah and like all the different like types of drums he would use because they're like, he started using like African drums and like, uh, and drum beats and like uh, baby sounds and yeah. birds and all ty- these types of sounds that all together orchestrated these masterpieces with Aaliyah, with Missy, with all these people that like, that th- they will live on forever. And because he had the vision to be different. And that's what I like yeah. a lot. You know, the South sides, uh, Drummer boy, I don't think he gets enough credit uh, with this whole trap thing. Him and Lex Luger do not get enough credit. 
at all because they're they're the ones who like trap now is a little different but they started the sub and the triple kicks and like and, and the and the crazy hi-hats and all that and the gun sounds they started and then like 808 mafia came in there too you know yeah fuck manny fresh uh fuck dude yeah i i could just sit here all day and talk uh <laughs> no and no talk problem music. that's what we're about man music um Man, is there is there any upcoming things you got going on? You got any shows? You got any music coming out? Singles, albums? Um, nothing that's been announced yet. But as far as like shows, I've taken like a more or less hiatus. Like I haven't been actively looking for shows. Yeah. You know, just for the past year and a half, just because I was like, okay, there's a bunch of DJs right now in the city that we're in. What do I need to do? Well, I'm not as good as a uh, of a producer as these some of these people. Okay, mm-hmm. what do I need to do? Work on my craft. So that's what I've been doing for the past year and a half. But start 2019, we're gonna start taking bookings because I have a, a manager now and we're, you know, plotting out, you know, where we need to go and what we need to do and mm-hmm. who we need to hit up. So I think 2019 is gonna be a good year. Nice, nice, man. Um, man, did you get any? Uh plugs you want to plug in man i know you got a podcast of your own and yeah uh follow me at the elevate podcast it's a e-l-e-v-a-t-3 uh podcast uh on apple uh on apple Podcasts and soundcloud um you just follow me on social media at evolve music e-v-o-l-v-3 music across all platforms twitter instagram Facebook, everything, literally all pro the same thing. Um, yeah, uh, announcements coming soon though. We're gonna have some music drop before the end of the year. Nice, nice. Um, but yeah, 2019 is uh, when we're gonna make some moves. <laughs> nice, man. Well, it was nice having you on the podcast, man. Oh, it was my pleasure. Some, Thank some, you. Some dope tracks, man. I can't Appreciate wait to it. hear more work from you, man. Yeah. Um, this was uh, Third Coast Base Radio. Uh, this is me, Kid Luna. And we got uh, Metaphysics in here. And I have a good one. Yo, so once again, this is Third Coast Base Radio. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, MySpace, whatever you want to follow us on. Just look us up. Third Coast Base Radio. We out.